Well, good morning. morning. Obviously, I'm sitting on a stool, which is different for me. When I got two other empty stools here, Uh, I'm gonna have some help preaching this morning. Uh, I'm gonna get uh, Jerry, and I'm gonna get Chris. (laughs) We're gonna do something a little different. I want to kind of explain. We we said a little bit last week about you know making some changes, and uh, and how we're approaching attracting approaching worship. And uh, we talked last week about, about vision, kind of, you know, what God is leading us to. And I really believe kind of the, the easiest phrase is the next level. Some of you personally are going through some stuff in your life, and you're like, hey, I need to see a change. God's calling you to go to that next level. And what's so great about it is he set up this thing called the church that allows us to do life together and to do ministry together so we can grow together. We don't have to do things on our own. We, there's so many people who are struggling and are, are hurting and uh, they feel like they're, they're by themselves, that, that no one can relate. There's no way. This is the place where people can come and, and see healing and see restoration and see hope uh, in their life. And if it's not here, then where can they go? I mean, where can they go? Where can you go? Where can I go? So I'm so excited about 2024 because I believe as a church, we're being called to a new level. We stripped back the worship team uh, for a few weeks because um, sometimes I think we can get in a routine and, and we forget the why behind what we do. Why, why do we sing songs like, Lord, I'm amazed by you? Why do we sing, you know, uh, here I am to worship? What, what, what is worship? What is that? What we're going to do over the next several weeks is we're going to break down to the very foundation of why we're here. Why we exist as a church, as Christians. What, what are we doing this for? It's not to come and be in a... Uh, a center block building in, in comfortable chairs and just go through the motions for an hour and go home. It's, it's more than that. And really, this, is, this time together we have as a church should be uh, an overflow of your worship personally from Monday through Saturday. And, uh, and so we're going to break that down. We're going we're to look at those things. I want to read some scripture to kind of set the tone for the conversation. And I've got these two lovely people up here on stage to help with that conversation. Basically, what I wanted to do is invite you to a conversation that we were having <laughs> at my home uh, about what worship is and, and all that. But I'm going to read some stuff to you, and we have it on the screen for you as well. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters, let me back up. Paul's writing this. The first 11 chapters is really talking about salvation and why uh, we have that and how great Jesus is and his sacrifice. He goes on to say this in, in chapter 12, verse 1 of Romans. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but, be, uh, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Sometimes the biggest obstacle that we have in our life to knowing God's will is really just our brains, our mindset really limits us. You know, we preach a lot here about and we teach a lot about discipleship. Discipleship is, in, is doing life together, being in the word and doing life together. It's really that simple. It's, it's helping each other look like Jesus every day. And Lord knows we need a lot of help doing that because we have good days and we have bad days. Right, Chris? Yeah. Chris, uh, just to hit on that topic for just a second. Tell, tell us why discipleship is important in your life. Uh, I think discipleship is important because 
it's really easy to get in love with or committed to the idea of God, the idea of Jesus, the idea of going to church and being here, um, but without someone or multiple people, in my case, in my life to hold me accountable, I think it's real easy to not actually commit to Jesus, like to not change things about me and, and to allow God to transform me from the inside out. It's real easy because the idea of God is like, oh, if I go to church and I say that I believe in God, then you know that's, that's my ticket to heaven. But I think that's so shallow compared to what God has called us to. Um, he's called us to change, to be more like him. That's what he did with the disciples. He walked them through each and every day life. And it's the majority of it is outside these walls. Yeah. This is a very, very small part of it. And what, what we see inside here should be a reflection of what we've been doing out there. Yeah, that'll preach. That's good. Yeah, I mean, that's, I would say the same thing is that, you know, for me, my low points in life, and I, I've had several. Uh, if it wasn't for the church, I probably would be in Orange County jail right now. And that's not a joke. That's not. A, I really do believe that. There are times where I was surrounding myself with people and things that were not pushing me towards God. And because I was feeling low about something, I allowed uh, the world to influence how I should direct my life in those low moments. And it was really uh, not fun. A anybody relate to that? Yeah. 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 So Romans tells us this idea of, of doing life with each other, being a disciple of Jesus. But to me, that only works when we, we live out the first part of Romans 12 here, that we present our bodies as living sacrifices. Jerry, talk about what that looks like as far as what, why we worship and how we can present our bodies as a, a sacrifice for worship towards God. Oh, man. Gosh. How much time do we have? Yeah, did y'all bring lunch? Um, and it's it's such a deep, a deep, deep, deep subject. And honestly, man, I so like just a little bit about me is like so I was man I've been leading worship for most of my life, but I was a, I was a worship pastor at community church. Some of you guys know me, some of you guys don't. That's cool, but you know, but man, I'll tell you that I probably didn't learn about actual like worship worship until much later on into my pastoral life you know but and a lot of it has to do with understanding what that means to to bring some man that bro it, like the songs that we sang this morning bro hit me and i'm just like bro you know it's uh, sorry that Cali when i say bro that means man or dude that's <laughs> californian for man or dude and um, so just saying. Uh, We're working on it. Thank you. I'm, I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. Oh, dang it. I said it again. All right. But, you know, it's it's that. Um, are you okay if I kind of talk a little bit from the from the notes a little bit? Because, man, God, so, feel I feel free. like I woke up the other night and, man, I just started writing stuff down. And anyway, but so living sacrifice, offering ourselves up. Um, it reminds it, it reminds me of of a uh, story in the Bible. I mean, the uh, Philistines. I mean, you guys, most of you guys know, you know, Philist Philistines and the Israelites like hated each other. They, you know, they went through the, all these wars and stuff. And so the Ark of the Covenant was, or basically God's presence was was in the Philistine camp. 
and it was making them sick, and it was awesome. Because, uh, yeah, anyway, so they said, get this, get this thing out of our camp because it's, it's, it's destroying us, right? And so they called, you know, David, and David is king at that time, and he leads this huge procession into, uh, into the Philistine camp, and they're bringing the ark back to where it belongs, right? And so they're just like super happy, super excited. David's dancing. They're, you know, making all these sacrifices and stuff. And so they, so David's like, I, you know, I want to, I want to make an altar. I want to build an altar to God to just really honor God. And so they come up, I think the guy's name was Arunia, but anyway, they come up to this guy's land and, um, you know, it's, it's the king. It would be like, you know, um, a celebrity coming up to us. I would say the president, but then that, you know, <laughs> that might conjure up not, not great feelings for some people. But I'm just saying, uh, I, I, I do believe that God calls us to honor our leaders. But so, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just think of a celebrity who you, who you feel like, bro, that person needs to be honored, right? And so Arunia felt like, God, I hope I got his name right. But anyway, Arunia felt like, bro, this is the king. This is the king. I'm going to give this guy every possible thing that he needs. I'm going to give him my land. I'm going to chop down some wood. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll provide all the oxen, all the, everything he needs. I will give him everything, right? That's our, you know, we celebrity, bro. That's what, that's what we, you know, we want to give. Sure. And so um, David, as the king, he, he was probably well within his right to say yes thank you for giving this i'm the king you should give all the stuff is mine anyway right but david says no i will not take that this is in uh chronicles but um he says i will not offer something to god that that costs me nothing and to me i remember reading that for the first time and just like just breaking as, as a worship leader, how can I offer, how can I come into those front doors, how can I offer something to God and it cost me nothing? You know, and it just, man, it, to me, that's that sacrifice. And for, and for me, that looks, it looks different for each person. My, the cost for, for my sacrifice, the cost for, for my worship is different from yours, Right? That, you know, some people dance around and jump around and raise their hands and stuff like that, right? If you see me doing that, I promise you that is, that is a sacrifice for me. Nobody want to see me jumping around. <laughs> but, I, but for real, though, like, sometimes for me, the cost, because I was thinking about this earlier today. I, like, I love music. And I love noise and I love you know what I mean I love to sing I know you guys probably don't know that but I love to sing I love to talk but for me sometimes a sacrifice is silence is stopping right stopping all the distractions stopping all that sometimes like on my on my way home I know there's probably way more than you wanted but uh but sometimes on my way to work I'll turn I had to turn off my my radio because it's a distraction, and I use even worship music. I will use it as a distraction to keep me from focusing on what I need to focus on, to to give that time to God. Yeah. So to me, sacrifice. Uh, worship is sacrifice. To me, if I were to put it down to one word, 
Worship is sacrifice. What is it costing me to offer this to God? Um, I mean, I have a bunch of points if you want. I mean, this, well, we already took offerings. So. Hold that. Okay. So, Chris, from your perspective, what does it look like in the, in the workplace? Most of us are working people. A uh, few of us stay at home. But what, what does the sacrifice look like outside of these four walls, which is what we're really talking about? You know, how does what we do from Monday through Saturday uh, affect Sunday? So what does it look like to be... Uh, to, to offer sacrifices throughout the week? Uh, I think it looks like um, choosing to be intentional about what you get involved in, what you get engaged in. Even the, the silly conversations that that maybe they are okay, but maybe they're not. And maybe they're not. What, what I think we have to base our measurement of that on is is it is it pulling someone closer to God if it's something that can drive someone away or if my behavior and the way that I carry myself and the way that I interact is a poor reflection of God or poor reflection of the church because if people know that I go to church right if they know that I love Jesus but I'm rude, I'm mean, I'm, I'm backbiting, I'm gossiping, um, I'm causing problems and not being a solution. If they know those things about me, what does that reflect of God in my life? If, if God is good and he's changing me and I am committed to God, then that means he's changing me. He's changing the things about me that I will look different in the workplace, I will be a solution to the problem. When there is a problem, my coworkers and the people around me should know they can come to me for a solution, for encouragement, for prayer, whatever it is that I'm going to not feed into this problem. I'm not going to be the problem. And I think, I, I guess that's the easiest way for me because that's the way my brain works. But like, if I'm looking at my day, what about my day was a solution and encouraging and uplifting and edifying and what about it was not and whatever it was not i've got a number one i think it it's important to like out loud repent like god forgive me for these things help me not to to operate like this and i've seen fruit of that in my life like i've i've begun to to do that like god forgive me for like even like sometimes it's like 30 seconds afterwards like put my head down i'm by myself like god what was i doing like forgive me and change me and i've seen fruit of that because like i've responded to people differently i've operated differently and i think i don't think that means that we have to be ashamed of that though because i think the enemy wants to like attack you with that shame of those things and, and that's a big thing for me is like all the time it's like you did this and you did this and I'm like yeah but that's exactly why God's good yeah. the things that I did and got wrong and the things that I no longer do and get wrong are the exact reason God is good in my life and I think it's it's really important to like the humility which is not my strong suit uh, but the humility is like is everything for me because if I can't admit it I can't change it and if I continue to fight for why I am right in what I'm doing, and maybe I am, but does it love this person? Does it build this person up? Does it lift them up? 
Um, what you know, God's been talking to me a lot about like coaching because I love sports. I coach some, but I think He started talking to me a lot about it with my son, and I started like really enjoying teaching him things. And I realized like I don't take that perspective and that opportunity with people in my life spiritually. Like I'm built this way, but why don't I do it? You know, and I think that it's important for me to be humble enough that my time is not more valuable than the people around me. And it's very easy to want to like hoard our time, right? Like I'm not giving up my time. But I think that's one of the biggest things that we have to be willing to give up if we are going to be walking in a lifestyle of worship and showing others who Jesus is in our life. That's good. Yeah, and hear what you're saying. You know, a lot of that comes down to a mindset again. And, and what Romans is saying, let, let yourself be transformed so that you think differently. Um, in Psalms 100, I want to read that scripture to you real quick. Um, this, to me, takes a mindset change to be able to walk through this. It says, a psalm of thanksgiving, uh, shout to the Lord all the earth. <clears throat> Anyone? Okay. All right. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Go back to the previous verse, please, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise. Sometimes that is a sacrifice to walk through life and be thankful when everything is falling apart. Sometimes it's hard to go into his courts with praise when you feel like everything is coming against you and you can't see daylight. But there's a mindset that, go to the, the, the next verse, verse 5, please. I think that says this, his knowing who God is, his love is unfailing and continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Knowing who God is, that he is never going to stop being good, being loving, being faithful to his people, his kids. That's what helps us walk into his gates with, with praise and, and thanksgiving because we know that, God, it ain't good right now, but my sacrifice is that I'm going to come in here with joy and, and thankfulness and, and praise when I don't feel like praising. To me, that's a sacrifice, that when you don't feel it, you do it anyway. So one of the things that like just hit me right then was just like praise is a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. We get to choose both of those things. God is good no matter no matter what we do, right? God is good, but we choose to bring a sacrifice, right? So there is something that I don't like. You know, God is a good father. Well, a good father doesn't do everything for their kids. They train them up right they they say this is how things are done this is now let's see you do it yes and god always calls us not not for performance for performance sake to to be accepted we're already accepted but we have to still make that choice god is not going to drag you right into the into his courts with praise if that's not praise that's that's you getting dragged in right so uh Every day we make that choice. And this is something that, you know, I know we say it a lot, but here, here we go. 
learning to be a, to be a sacrifice, learning to give a sacrifice, that is a journey. That is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Sometimes in my brain growing up, I always felt like, and it was pressure that I put on myself, but I always felt like I have to be good right now. I have to be perfect right now because otherwise God is not satisfied with me. And that's something, you know, that had to change in me was that mindset of that God is my employer. And if I don't do everything correctly, then he's disappointed. And to me, if, if I could help and speak into the church for over anything, it would be our mindset of who God is. God is our father. And so listen, I know not everybody has, has a good viewpoint of their father, of their earthly father. But at the same time, I feel like God wants to transform our viewpoint of who, of what father looks like, of what being a father looks like, what being a mother looks like, right? Those things are, those are good things, right? So I hate that, that people have experienced that in life, not good fathers or no father, right? But God is a good father. The best father that you could possibly, oh, I almost said Bill Cosby. That's not probably a good one now, but <laughs> back, back in the day, Bill Cosby was a good father. <laughs> so, sorry about that. We'll but, edit that out for last Yeah, well, we'll just admit that. Sorry, my bad, my bad guys. Don't cancel me. Uh, but, you know, but I'm just saying, it's like, you know, just think of the best father you can think of. You know, not a father that's a pushover, not a father that's a, you know, but think of the best father that you could think of, someone who's there for you, someone who doesn't just do everything for you, but rides with you. Yes? That's God. Yes? And so with, with, with saying that, you know, our, I, I, what I would like to be a part of and champion this is that what, is, what does changing our mindset about God look like? To, to switch it from employer or owner or whatever to father, to a dad. Yeah? That's good. I don't yeah. know if that even answered what you asked me, but that's where I went. It was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I think, I think to your point, Jerry, of understanding who God is in our life, um, it doesn't necessarily make the sacrifice easier per se, but it does make sense why we, why we would. And, and knowing that we're worshiping God, not from some, you know, false view of who he is or because our dad wasn't there or he wasn't good when he was there, but because of who God is, whose word says he is. He's faithful. He's good all the time, all the time. And what my hope is as we dive into worship, we're going we're gonna to go deeper in this over the next several weeks. But uh, my hope is that you're going to challenge yourself to look at your life and say, you know, what areas do I need to start giving to God that I'm just not? Because I'm scared of the punishment. I'm scared of being vulnerable. I'm scared that if he knows, if I, if I have to verbally say out loud to God the things I've done or thought, then he is not going to love me. I want to change that, that mindset for you. Because it's just going to propel your worship to a new level. It's going to push you to a new place. And then all of a sudden now, so many things in your life are going to start being affected by that sacrifice and that worship. Um, it's it's going to be so transformative for, for you, for your family, for your kids, for your neighbors, whoever it is you run into. Um, but I know this, guys, we can't, we can't go to the next level until we understand that God is good. He is for us. We are his kids. 
He wants what's best for us, for you. And maybe you haven't heard that ever in your life, but God wants what's best for you. He, he made you. He, he loves you. And, and so our worship should reflect that mindset that I'm happy to be with God. When I'm at my lowest, I ain't got to turn to anybody else or anything else. I know I can go straight to the Father, and He is there ready to hear me and love on me and maybe correct me if I need it, but train me to be like Jesus in those moments, which I think is what you were saying as well, is, is looking like Jesus, which is our, which our goal, right, is to be Christ-like. Um, all right, so let's wrap up. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts? Jerry, final thoughts? I just I think it's important to understand, too, sometimes your sacrifice is literally showing up. Um, sometimes what you have to give, I, I was sitting here thinking about the lady with the mic that gave like the only thing she had and Jesus was just saying she gave so much. Sometimes like you're in a funk, you're in a bad season and you show up anyway and you sing to him and give him what you have because you don't have dancing and you don't have jumping and you don't have shouting, but you have a song, you have even just sitting in his presence. Because I think there's something about the action of saying, no matter what, I'm, I'm going to go after God. And I think sometimes we just need to understand that what, if we just give what we have, God's got enough for the rest. We don't have to have it all. And we don't have to have this perfect put together me to come here. And, and I don't just mean here. I mean at your home. I mean, you know, uh, some mornings you, you probably wake up and you don't feel like doing it, but you go to work, right? Um, and I think it's even more important when it comes to God. It's like, God, I'm not feeling it today. I need you, and I'm going to go, and that's all I've got. And I need you to fill in everything else. And and he'll do it. He does it every time. Yeah, that's good. Jerry? Uh, final thoughts for me. Um, number one, God loves you more than we could ever even imagine. God loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not disappointed in you. Uh, you know, he's a good father. That's yeah. a man. I uh, just like, if, if when you close your eyes and you think about, about God, you feel shame, man, let's, let's work on that. Yeah, because shame is not from God. Conviction is from God, yes. Repentance is from God. Being, being contrite and being, you know, those things are from God, right? Shame, guilt, that's not from God. He doesn't need that. He doesn't need that, right? What those shame and guilt only lead us into a cycle of going back towards it, yes? Um, and then my other final thought is, I know you only asked for one, but. Um, that's a thought. Okay, I, I, I appreciate you. that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, my other one is, is that when we come to church, and I, and I think this will flow, you know, through, through, you know, our lifestyle Monday, you know, Monday through Sunday. But if, if I could, if I, if I could encourage you, you know, if you're looking for a purpose when you are, you know, when you're reading your word, when you're reading the word, when you're worshiping, is that the purpose of, of, of reading the word, the purpose uh, of worshiping, you know, congregational worship, alone time worship is an encounter. An, an interaction, if that if that word scares you, an interaction with God. 
okay? That should be our purpose. Is I just want to meet with God. Yeah? Um, I have stories for that too, but, um, but that should be our purpose. When we read the word, we should be looking for an encounter with the author of that book. When we read any book, we're looking to know more about the author of that book. When we read the word, we should be looking to find out more about the author and encounter that author. Yes? Um, and same thing when we're worshiping here together. We w our hearts should be, you know, look, worship looks different for everybody. Some people just are, are just standing there. They don't sing, whatever. But if you are encountering God, if you are interacting with God, that's worship, guys, right? You may not raise your hands all the time. You may not run around and, you know, old school, you know, Jericho march things, you know? Like, you may not do all those things. That's okay. Interact. Encounter God. Because I promise you, you will grow in those times when you actually purposefully, intentionally engage with God. That's good. That's good. Yeah, so... Uh, Title of that, uh, I want to challenge you this week to just examine yourself. Examine, uh, maybe you've been doing things the same way for 40 years. Maybe God wants to do something different in your life to see a, a different level of sacrifice from you. But I want to challenge you this week to just examine yourself and let God talk to you and, and speak to you wherever you are. Um, and the, the biggest thing I want to say as we go throughout this series of, of talking about worship and how we uh, put meat on those bones uh, of what worship is, that um, you're not doing this alone. We are doing life together. If you're in a season right now where you're like what Chris was saying, I ain't got nothing but just showing up, that's, God's going to fill the gaps. But he's also going to put people around you that can help you walk along that journey as well. Don't be scared to reach out. Text, call someone. Do something. But we're in this together. We, we, it's not just a catchphrase that we say we're better together. We really believe that. We're better together as we pursue Jesus with everything we got. When we mess up, we got people here to help us, give us grace, just like God does, not to chastise and beat us down while we're down, but to lift us up and to help us understand what real hope looks like, what real love and mercy and grace looks like. So uh, your challenge this week, find some time to get alone and, and let God talk to you about sacrifice and what that looks like for you personally and how you can go to the next level with that, all right? I'm going to pray over you guys, and then you are dismissed. If you want prayer, though, after we're done, hang out. The three of us can hang out with you, and we'll pray with you. we got some other people as well that might be willing to pray with you as well. But let me just bless you as you uh, leave today. Father God, uh, thank you so much for these uh, families that are here this morning and those who are watching online, God. Thank you, Lord, for uh, just uh, allowing us all to be in this place at this time, in this season. God, we know that sometimes the word sacrifice can be scary, God, but you're a good God, and, and you're going to coach us through this and guide us through this idea of, of giving you more and, and being intentional about our sacrifice, God. And Lord, I pray that as we press into you, uh, that we just uh, declare that no attacks are going to prevail, uh, that God, as we pursue you, God, we just see you in a whole new light, in a whole new way, God. And we love you, God. Thank you for Jesus, and I pray this in his name today. Amen.